You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. This is Stuck. Not just any Stuck. Season 3 Stuck. And as you know by now, I'm Rochelle Pereira from Equilibrium, the book. And I'm Damian Bazadonna from Situation, the gut. This season, we've partnered with our friends at Synopsys, the leading news source for anyone in the media and entertainment business. And this is an ideal partnership for us because they're asking millennials and Gen Zers about unique situations in the workplace that have them stuck. And we know that this is a group that has many burning questions, so we're super excited to tackle these issues head on. You guys know the rules by now. Our producers, Katie, Peter, and Stephanie, will read your questions to us here in the studio, and we only have five minutes to think about it before weighing in. Per usual, our responses are not edited or researched. They're instinctual and based on our experiences alone. So let's get started. We had a question from Liam, who is a Gen Zer and works at a small PR startup. He reached out because he is struggling with the fact that the agency doesn't yet have an established HR department or even anyone officially in an HR role. Uh, he's been having issues with a coworker who is not carrying his weight on the team. He never makes a deadline, and he leaves his tasks incomplete such that others inevitably have to pick them up. Since he is an extremely likable guy and clearly well-loved at the company, aside from complaining to each other, none of his other coworkers have spoken up or feel a strong need to. And what makes it all even worse is that this coworker and his manager, who would be the first person he thinks he should turn to to discuss this, are essentially best friends. He's feeling stuck because he wants to be proactive about this issue, but feels that he doesn't really have anywhere to turn. Is this person a, a, a co- like at the same level in the organization? Yes, this is a peer. This is a peer. Okay. And how does he know? It, I guess... He knows that they're best buddies. Yeah, they knew each other before they before they came to the startup. That's kind of how the one guy got brought on. And when you say small PR startup, mm-hmm. if you had to guesstimate, how big is this company? Fifteen people. Fifteen people. Yeah, really small. Okay. And does the manager also manage the peer? Not directly. No. Got it. Similar roles, but like he's not directly under his own manager. Got it. So this is a peer in kind of a different Yes. Article. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Got gotcha. So they're not the same manager. Mm-hmm. Man- okay, got it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And what is this young Gen Zer's name? Liam. Liam. Such a Gen Z. I just Z like name. to know. <laughs> All right. I got enough to work with. I got plenty. <laughs> I got That's good. plenty. Season three of Stuck is brought to you in partnership with Synopsis, the leading news source for all things media and entertainment. So, Damien, 
Give me the lowdown. What are your top five reasons for subscribing to the newsletter? Okay, Rochelle loves a great list, so here you go. Number five, they have an amazing job board. If you work in the media business, this is the ultimate job board for you. Number four, they deliver it early in the morning to my inbox. I think it comes in at like four in the morning, this like chock full of information that allows me to start my day understanding the media business before I walk into my first meeting. That's awesome. Number three, it's no frills. It is primarily copy, which is fantastic. I take the train in the morning. I want something that loads quick, that I can read quick, that gives me the information I need. Number two, it has an executive move section. How cool is that? It essentially allows you to know who got canned and who got hired. And number one, and I know you're waiting for it. Oh, I'm and waiting. here it comes. Synopsis starts with a C. <laughs> Mind blown. Okay, I'm sold. I'm going to go to the website, and that is C-Y-N-O-P-S-I-S.com to subscribe to the newsletter. And we thank them very much for their support. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So as someone who runs a professional services firm, I would say that it is not uncommon for a 15-person service company not to have an HR department, right? They're just usually not structured that way. They don't have the budget for it. So HR is usually kind of outsourced, obviously, to the management team and having a management structure um, that sort of takes on those HR roles and responsibilities. So, you know, just from the company itself, like, that's just, it is what is not unique to that company. Very Let's just normal. start at that most Very basic normal. level. Right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I, I, I have got a, a whole bunch of notes, but I kind of want to flip it around because I'm actually quite interested on how you would address this by the book or actually just by Rochelle's brain. My answer is interactive. Are you ready? Do it. Okay, great. Okay, so the the way that I think about it is like a decision tree. Okay, so like wh- the three options that Liam has is do nothing right? Mm-hmm. Speak to the guy directly, the coworker, uh-huh. or speak to the manager. I suppose there's one other, which is speak to the manager of the coworker, but that person isn't even yeah. in the mix. So like I'm, I'm taking that off the tree. I have that same decision tree written right here. Amazing. I Look didn't write that. the words decision tree, but I have the but same decision tree right here. I'm going you to. Wrote the, you wrote it. Okay. Okay. Um, okay so let's like go down the decision tree and think about what Liam should do. So if he does nothing, what is likely to happen? Nothing. Nothing. The problem doesn't get solved, but he gets more frustrated, more irritated. Now he's like loathing and seething eventually. And then my prediction is that it will blow up in some way. I would just want to put a, a little asterisk next to that. The only thing that we don't know is that we're making the assumption that the employer and others around don't recognize this person's incompetence. Yes. So and and I I I find that hard to believe over time, as an employer, just my that's my in a fifteen person company, I find it hard to believe that the other people don't recognize this person's incompetence, which gets to a point I have later on. But I'll, I'll hold. I'm going to put a pin in that. I'm just sort of saying that out loud. But I will say that that peer to peer relationships. For instance, imagine I don't know this person really manages up well, does things quickly and efficiently for other people who are more important, but for a peer doesn't deliver the same sort of like professionalism. That I I think that's possible. Fair, totally so it's fair. like veiled. Totally fair. Yet still this person's, you know, Liam's experience. Totally fair. It is I'm de- I'm derailing our decision tree here, but I'll okay. just say it is fairly common again from where I sit, people will walk in and say, "You know what?" 
Billy is super incompetent. They, they have a whole view of what Billy is doing wrong, yet they do not know the full picture of, what, of Billy's job role, the things that they're doing. Sometimes it's just a pure lack of communication. And I think it's very common that people make judgment of other people's performance a little bit quickly without having the full picture. That's, that's the only asterisk I'm putting into it, which is one of the notes that I have here. It's kind of a fair warning. He's making a whole bunch of assumptions that he may be, he might be passing blame on the wrong person. For sure. Like Liam is assuming that his colleague is a slacker. And I think that that as a guiding principle to feedback is the wrong way to start. Yes. Right? So, yes. so it's like an emotionally driven thing. Okay, so if we sorry. think about like the decision tree, now let's go to speaking to the manager. If he was to speak to the manager and he changes his mindset of like, I want to just rat on this coworker who's a slacker and instead thinks this is a problem that I need to figure out how to fix or I need advice on what to do about, then I would argue that that conversation is possible even if the manager is friends with the colleague. What do you think? Um, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Like, I mean, why would you not? I mean, I think you need to have that conversation. I think you need to have that conversation with the manager first. I think particularly if it's like advice, you know, if if – I work for you, and and if I'm Gen Z, so we're assuming that this person's probably less than 25, and this new in this role, and just say, hey, I need some advice. I don't exactly know what to do in this situation. I know that you're friends with this person, so I feel a little awkward even having the conversation, but I just don't know what to do. Help me figure out what to do. And I think that the, I can't imagine that there'd be a whole lot of blood, you know, bad blood from that. Yeah. And then the third part is then speaking directly to the coworker. How do you think he would do that? Or how do you think he should do that? I think this is one of the best paths to go towards because I feel like, again, let's, I'm assuming the coworkers are roughly at, at the same stage of their career. For no other reason, I'm just guessing that. But I'm saying if they're at the same stage of their career, to me, the, it's, an, it's an easier, out of all the conversations to be had, to me, that's one of the easier ones. Because essentially what you're saying is you are directly impacting me. Your incompetence or sloppiness and as much as I love you and you seem like a nice person, you doing those things is impacting me. That is a very one-to-one, -one, honest conversation stacked with facts. And so I feel like if you think about all these different weird conversations this person's in, to me, I'm always a direct person anyway. I think directness is the best path through it. So I don't know what the what's the negative outcome of that. Well, I think some would think it's very, um, it's very assertive. Depends how you address it. Well, like how it depends you... on the spirit of which it depends on the spirit in which you would do it. Okay, so I'm that guy. What would you say? You're Liam. I would say the things that you were doing, like X, Y, Z, or whatever, is having a direct impact on me. If you were me, what would you do? You and I think I'm yeah. assuming this person would go, yeah, I'm sorry, and, or, and maybe they'll give you some explanation. I think something good would come out of, come out of that. But saying, you know, I don't know. I think that's common in any workplace. I'm not trying to be a jerk here. I'm having a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Here's how this is impacting me. And I give it to them. I'm serious. <laughs> I don't know what I don't them. know what else I I don't know how else you would do it. The funny thing is is I totally agree with you. I think that we should be having more direct conversations. I think though of the decision tree, this is the hardest one for most people to do because it does feel the most risky. Yeah, but you're in a 15-person organ. This is the upside and the downside to a 15-person organization. In 15-people organizations, you either are direct or this isn't the place for you. There's no HR infrastructure and support. You got to kind of call, you got to say, you have to have those, it's about relationships. They're probably all sitting right on top of each other. 
just based on the size of the organization. I think you need to be direct. I don't care how old you are. I think it's a very human thing to be very direct with someone, especially at this at this level. And he's specifically saying that this person is causing them extra work. I, I don't know. I I totally agree. Um, my guess is that Liam is going to want to avoid that part of the conversation as best as he can. But but if he took our our advice and he did it, what I would suggest to him is that he approaches the conversation in a really logical way and not an emotional one, not pointing fingers, but rather saying, hey, we've got a problem. Let's figure out how to fix it. I've been, you know, let's agree who's going to do what by when. Because maybe this hasn't been set up in advance. And I'm assuming that you're going to do this piece that you're not doing. So can we, let's, let's before we start the next project or before we move on with this next piece, piece of work, let's be really clear about who's doing what. Because I'm confused. Yeah. You know, like if he approaches it in a let's fix the problem but maintain the relationship kind of way, I think he's more likely to get a good result. Well, one of the questions I would have, and I think it was answered in the upfront in the, in the setup, is like this person seems to have a good spirit. And they seem to, I'm guessing they're kind of a kind person they're going to approach, right? They're just sloppy. This is a very direct conversation. If the person was a jerk, then it's something different. But I feel like the person, it just seems like it's a sloppiness factor. And I would just give it to them, like to be direct. Yeah. I know that, I, listen, I'm sure the person's going to avoid it. I, all I'm saying is you're in a 15 person company. Uh, I'm sorry. I think you just need to be direct and be, to, to survive. Or, or you could be in an organization which this just clearly is not for you. Right. So that's the downside to small organizations. If this person is in an or, if this person's in a job where they're fully supported by their manager, like they're too close of a relationship there, then maybe this isn't for you. Yeah. Well, I, you know, Liam, I feel your pain. I know this is going to be a hard conversation. It maybe will be the first one that you have of like a thousand in your professional life. So it's you know, go into it, figure it out. Everything's a pilot. See what works, see what doesn't, and then keep going. But this kind of conversation directly with your co- with your coworker is one that it's worth spending time and investment getting more comfortable with it. So Yeah, Liam, I know you wrote this question in because you want permission to have this conversation. You were getting full <laughs> permission to have this conversation and do it with flying colors. And in Damien's words, let him have it. Let him No no. <laughs> Just give him a hug afterwards. All right. Good luck, Liam. We hope you liked this episode. And if you did, please rate it on Apple Podcasts or leave us a comment or share it with somebody you think is stuck. This helps us reach listeners who could benefit from these conversations. And if you'd like your own question answered, go to our website, stuckpod.com, and submit a question. Season three of Stuck is created by Equilibrium and Situation in partnership with our friends at Synopsis. It is produced by the wonderful Katie Byrne, Peter Ujicic, and Stephanie Connors. Big shout out to Miratone Studios for putting up with us again. Our theme music is Rockstar by Owen Mulcahy. We'll see you next week. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.